Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hunting is something many look forward to every single season. No matter if you're a bird hunter, a deer hunter, or if you just, you take your bare hands and you you you, you grab the gator and, and you chokehold him and you tombstone pile drop. Anyways, welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode, and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true hunting horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode. Be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Before I go hunting for Shrek or other things in the swamp, normally I start my day with our sponsor, Magic Spoon. Now, if you're not sure what Magic Spoon is, contrary to popular belief, it's not a spoon that I got from Shrek on Shrek 2, the movie set. I promise you it's not, or maybe I'm lying. Anyways, Magic Spoon is basically the greatest cereal ever made. It has 0 grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only 4 net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories per serving. They're also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. It doesn't get any better than that. Honestly, growing up, just like most kids, I really loved cereal. And honestly, I was a big sugar head about it. But if I would have had Magic Spoon, honestly, I think I would have benefited from it. Not only does it taste delicious, but it's incredibly healthy for you. So if you're looking for a tasty and nutritious breakfast to start off your hunting season this year, be sure to click the link below to get some Magic Spoon cereal today. You can build your very own variety box and use my code SWAMPED for $5 off. You can choose from a variety of flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, cookies and cream, and maple waffle flavors. Plus, there are many other awesome flavors including blueberry and cinnamon. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund you your money, no questions asked. As you guys know, I only provide the highest quality sponsors for you guys here in the swamp. So click the link below and use the code SWAMPS for $5 off or go to magicspoon.com swamped to save $5 off your order today. Also, for my Canadian and British fans, Magic Spoon is now shipping to Canada and the UK. magicspoon.com swamped. This story happened to multiple family members of mine several years ago. We had been going to a huge water park in Wisconsin when we all decided to tell scary stories in the car. I'm not sure why, but we decided whoever could scare our dad won. Once we had all told the most horrifying stories we could think of, our dad just laughed at us. At this point, it was dark and snowy out. Our father started telling us about a hunting trip he had gone on 20 years prior. With him was our grandfather and some family friends. They rode in one car, 
like an old-school Chevy Blazer. My father had turned off the music in the car and had told us that there was an area a little north of where we lived that they went hunting all the time. The area was heavily forested and lights and houses were few and far between. During the day while he had been hunting, my father had been sitting in a tree. He would recall that a wolf-type monster with a hunched back would peek around trees and stare at him. After watching the creature for some time, he called our grandfather. The creature had scurried away quickly as my grandfather made his way to my father's tree. Once my father had explained what he had just seen, our grandfather looked around and tried to make our father feel better. He would say things to try to calm him down but would feel uneasy until they left. My father recalls that the car was new at the time, and it would not start. No one thought much of it, except my father. After working on it for about an hour, all the men finally filled the car and left the property as the sun had fallen. After driving for about a half hour from the property, they would all recall that the heavy fog fell on the road, making it extremely difficult to see anything within a 10-foot radius of the car. As they begin to turn on a road and approach a few sets of train tracks on this ratchet old road that hadn't been paved, the car would stop out of the blue, just moments from the tracks. Just out of nowhere it died. My grandfather, who had been in the military, says that he didn't even feel comfortable going out without his hunting rifle to fix the car. So after getting his rifle and flashlight, he got out of the car to find that nothing was wrong. He couldn't find anything that was visibly wrong with the car at all. He had gotten back in and started it up when all in the vehicle heard a scream to the left of them. My father says that he has not ever heard a sound like that before, and even my grandfather had the chills. They drove away, and as they appeared over the railroad, their car stopped again. But this time it was being pulled back and lifted slightly in the rear, something that a normal person could not have done. As the car would still not move and the fog got heavier, a loud thud came from the rear mirror. A pair of bloody handprints as big as the back window appeared. Finally, the car was released and they hauled ass out of there going down the road as the fog rose from the street. The only person who ever talks about this to this day is my father. He's hard to get answers out of. Nothing else like this has ever happened again to my knowledge. But they were all too scared to talk about it, for different varying reasons. And I'm pretty sure my dad has never gone hunting since then. I'm so relieved I finally have somewhere to vent this. This has been a stain on my psyche since last month. For a bit of context, I am a male who lives in Ontario. My mother and father at the time would frequently force me into social gatherings to help me with my interaction skills and made me go to a party, where I met a boy who, for his family's privacy, I'll call Kurt. I had amassed a friendship with him over time, and we grew closer and closer. I hate the activity, but I wanted to support my only friend, so we went hunting every Thursday night, which is irrelevant, but important to know how close we were. One night, he was invited to his friend's graduation party down near a river. I and Kurt used to hunt at this place all the time, and were very familiar with it. I obliged, starting to get the hang of being around people. Note that I arrived in an Uber, 
and when I was dropped off, I had no way out of this place. The party was very intense for me, so I just kind of sat off on the side with Kurt, who was intense, but his dad was a cop, and he didn't want drugs on him. Once the party was over, I hopped in Kurt's pickup truck. In case you're wondering why I didn't ride with him to the party, it's because his girlfriend rode too, but not from, and I didn't want to impose on whatever made them 30 minutes late. As we drove down the dark country road, we saw an RCMP patrol car flipped over on the side of the road. Kurt slowed down. I turned our Green Day song down. This really made me uneasy because this was a place that we had hunted before and had always felt like we were being watched from the treetops, even though we never found or saw anything there. I told Kurt, don't be an idiot, dude. He didn't listen and opened the door to the car. I slammed my hand down on the dashboard and swore in my head. My eyes were closed as I did, and when I opened them, Kurt was running back to the car, covered in warm red blood. He hopped in and gassed it. I screamed and asked him over and over what he saw. The trooper's body was mangled and twisted up inside the car and fell down when I opened the door. It, it, it splashed me. Then I swear on my life that I saw eyes peering from the damn tree line. The gore and remains of Kurt made my soft stomach self-hurl, so I rolled down the window and vomited it out. Then I heard something that made me get chills down my neck and hips. A loud, screaming sound, like a gargled howl spread over the trees, birds flying away in the fog. I pulled my head back in and rolled the window up. The moment Kurt dropped me off at my flat, I noticed something. If the blood on Kurt was still warm and dark red, and the engine on the car was still running, that must have meant that it happened almost minutes before we stumbled across it. I called my girlfriend and my parents to tell them what happened. Two days before writing this, Kurt took his own life. In his honor, I want to tell this story to the world. People must know. I am now 24 years old, and the only thing that has changed since last month is Kurt's gun sleeps loaded next to my bed, and I'm not sure I'll ever go hunting in that area ever again. I know this story wasn't specifically about hunting, but hopefully you can use it. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is a story my dad told me about how he encountered what he believed is the guardian of the forest. Where he went hunting was a beautiful place. He went hunting with his cousin six to nine years ago. In my culture, each time you go hunting, you need to ask for the spirits and the guardian's permission to enter. That's what he did. He asked for the spirits and guardians to protect him from anything such as cryptids or evil spirits. He went hunting with a cousin of his, and when they were hunting, my dad's uncle found a bowl made from a rock, but it had rough edges. My dad's cousin took the bowl and put it in the car as he believed it was good luck. When my dad's cousin went and put the bowl into the car, my dad was by himself and continued to hunt. As he was looking for squirrels, my dad heard a loud, high-pitched screech. After the screech, 
the forest fell silent. My dad looked up towards his right and saw a swift creature he believed was the guardian of the forest jumping around the trees looking for something. My dad believed it was looking for the bowl my dad's cousin took, but since my dad's cousin put it into the car, the guardian could not find it. Roughly 15 minutes, the guardian stopped looking for the bowl. After waiting another 10 minutes, they decided it was best to leave. A week after that incident, the forest started to die, and my dad's cousin took the bowl home and put it outside of his house. The plant started to grow nicely, and it's been there ever since, and I still see the bowl there with the moss and algae all over it. I know it's not necessarily the most scary story, but I wanted to share it because it's been something that never really made sense to me and sounds like something straight out of a folklore book. A few years back, something around my junior year of high school, I was hunting with a guy my mother was dating. He was a strange character in and of himself, such as talking about wanting to kill a bear with a knife just to be able to say he did it. I'm not much of a hunter, but I do like to go sit in the woods and relax, and if all I gotta do is hold a gun to do that, well, sign me up. Anyhow, this guy led me deep into the woods. It felt like we walked for miles, and I got set up by this tree, and he sort of just walked off to find his own spot. So I'm sitting here by myself enjoying the peace, and about an hour or two passes by, and I start hearing twigs and such snapping, like someone is walking up behind me. I took a quick glance back thinking he was finally coming back, but it was not him. There was a guy in a sweater and khakis who upon reflection kind of looked like the human version of Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. I just turned back around, thinking he was just going to keep walking, but he came up right behind me and just stood there for what felt like 10 minutes before finally saying, You out here by yourself? Which is the wrong thing to ask a stranger in the woods because I was freaked out. I basically just pointed in a random direction and said there was someone just over there with me. He went back to standing quietly. Meanwhile, I'm thinking it might be time to flip the safety off my rifle, but without saying a word, he just turned around and walked off again. I couldn't get comfortable for the rest of the time in the woods that day. The guy I was out there with didn't see him and probably thought I was just making stuff up for a good story, but that still freaks me out to this day. I really wonder what he was doing out there. It's not like we were by any hiking trails or state parks or anything like that. We were genuinely in the middle of nowhere, a couple of miles into the woods, far away from any cabins or civilization. I used to fly a drone out there, just to be sure, you know, I wanted to get some confirmation of this encounter. And when I did fly the drone out there, it confirmed what I already knew. There were no houses, for a good 10-15 miles at least. I'm a hunter up here in Minnesota. I'm in a town not far north of Mille Lacs Lake. I have a handful of stories detailing freaky incidents that have taken place on hunts. Here's the first. One season, I was deep in the woods on a snowmobile trail. When I hunt, I typically carry my 30-06, a knife, and a backpack. I feel confident in the woods, but this season I had some concerns. The deer population seemed a bit lower on our property recently, and we knew there were wolves around because you find their tracks everywhere, not to mention being able to hear them howl at night. 
but luckily they typically don't mess with people. But as I was scanning for deer tracks in the dirt, I found a different set of tracks that stood out to me. They looked like canine, minus the nail marks, and they were a bit wider. The paw on it looked to be about a 150 pound animal or so. Then it clicked that this was probably a feline track, a big one, and fresh. I knew there were bobcats around, but they definitely didn't get that big. So the next logical step is to assume that maybe there was a cougar in the area. I decided to double back. So I'm heading back east on the trail when my dad calls and asks me to do a push through the woods towards his stand. So I say sure. At this point, his stand is maybe 500 meters through the thick woods from me. And I'm concerned about the large predator nearby. But I also know that I'm 6'4", about 190 pounds, before even putting on my gear. Statistically speaking, cougars don't tend to attack healthy adult men. So I pushed forward. I get about halfway to the other stand when I get concerned because I lost my marker. I stop to try to regain my bearings, and then it hits me. Something in my gut tells me, you are being watched. Then I noticed how still the woods were, deathly quiet. Then, I hear the dreaded branch snap, about 20 meters behind me. I ready my rifle and scan in a circle, but only the trees and brush are what I see. I wait, and it's just way too quiet. So I push forward towards my dad's stand. The whole time I hear something not far behind me that's quietly keeping pace. Eventually, I stopped hearing it and the woods went back to normal with the birds singing and whatnot. Then I stepped out onto a trail about 40 meters from my dad's stand. I suspect it was the cougar that made the tracks. My guess is that it thought I would put up too much of a fight or it caught my dad's scent and chose to back off. I never did see it, but something was following me. The second story. This happened about two years ago. I decided to take my fiance hiking after work one evening in the park with some nice bluffs to climb for a great view. If I'm honest, I was hoping to see a nice sunset and earn some boyfriend points so I could drink with my buddies on the weekend without complaint. You should know that this isn't a particularly safe thing to do at this time of night, so I gave her my tactical knife and I carried a 40 caliber pistol. We arrived and parked the car before heading up a trail. Then, about 100 meters in, we spook what I only assume was a deer, which hauled ass away from us so quickly that I only saw a flash of tan. Honestly, it scared us pretty good. So, now I'm on edge, and we round a crest in a hill. And I see a black mass to the left in my peripheral vision. I unsnapped the retention on my holster, and turned to engage what turned out to be nothing but a mound of black dirt. So I take a deep breath and I calm down, and we continue with our nice little evening hike. With birds chirping, bugs making noise, regular forest stuff going on all around us. Now, for the creepy part. Once we were within about 200 meters of the halfway point on the trail, it starts to feel eerie, almost like we were being watched. This time it clicked right away. The woods are now dead silent, but I started noticing movement keeping pace with us, so I kept moving towards the top of the hill, the high ground which is the halfway point of the trail. We reach it and stop, so does whatever was following us, but the woods are still dead calm, and my fiancé tells me that she thinks we are being followed so we decide to move on and take a shortcut back down the bluff to the paved trail. We make it, and the woods get back to normal sounds again. We consider hiking more, but we're a bit too spooked and left the park. Now whatever was following us, I suspect was another cougar. 
It was quiet, and we didn't see it. And the strangest part is, is that the stalking noises it did make sounded elevated, like it was moving from tree to tree. And big cats, I guess, have been known to do this in the past. Story 3 Perhaps the least explainable of all of them. This one happened around June or July of 2007, I believe. I was roughly around 17 years old, give or take. Much cockier then, but still somewhat knowledgeable of the outdoors. My family used to own a cabin in northwest Wisconsin. I basically grew up there in the summer and knew the woods well. But at night, it was wise to stay in the cabin, or at least by the bonfire by the beach, because of the bears, wolves, and cougars. One of the creepiest things, as if you were having a bonfire, the tree line was visible from the fire pit and beach, and at night you always felt like you were being watched from that tree line. But during the day, the woods always seemed normal, almost inviting, not so creepy. That is, until this incident. This happened in broad daylight, sometime around noon. My cousin and I were having an airsoft battle. I was in full woodland camo, he was not. I retreated into the ATV trail into the woods for a tactical advantage, and our battle took us about 200 meters up the trail. We had enough at this point and were standing at the edge of a clearing on the trail, talking, and he was maybe 10 feet in front of me when I decided to mess with him. I shushed him and said we were being watched. He froze, and then I realized the woods were actually dead quiet, and I got spooked and started scanning the tree line and the other edge of the clearing from left to right when I saw it. Its teeth gave it away. It was panting and staring at my cousin. I don't expect you to believe me, but what I saw was a wolf as big as a black bear, at least 300 pounds. But it, it wasn't normal. This wolf was on two legs crouching next to me. Its arm was grasping onto the tree, grasping with a clawed hand, and had reddish-brown fur. The next thing I know, we were both sprinting back towards our cabin. I looked back at this wolf or bear thing, which was now in the process of charging us, barreling through the brush. But for whatever reason, it stopped following us as we broke the tree line. What stuck with me the most was the sheer size. The wolf thing had to be easily seven feet tall when upright, and where it should have had front paws, it appeared to have large clawed hands. Now I'm not sure how to explain it away rationally. I have heard of wolves with occasionally kind of walking upright, but that's not this at all. They can't sprint on two legs, nor do wolves get that big, and black bears waddle more on their hind legs than running like this thing was. I still have no idea to this day exactly what that thing was. So for some context, I live in northern Utah and I'm a very experienced and well-seasoned outdoorsman and hunter. I have spent much of my time in the woods. Now, I have never been a superstitious person. In fact, I've always been the type of person to find a rational explanation, and I know this is going to sound cliche, but this is one of those experiences where I just have no explanation. Now, for some context of where we were when this happened. So, if you do not know, Utah in the winter is a very cold and snowy place, and snow days are not that uncommon, and by some luck, this day was a snow day with about three feet of snow on the ground. So my friend and I, being experienced hunters, decided that the snow would make perfect hunting conditions for some birds. So we loaded up our shotguns into the back of his off-road setup jeep, and we headed up the mountains to hopefully bag a grouse or two. 
Now, when we reached the gate that was the base of the mountain, and the gate was closed but not locked, which was quite weird because usually this gate is locked, so we decided to go through and drive up with the jeep. We went up for quite a few miles. Now, it is important to note a few things. First, as it appeared in the snow, we were the first people to be up there for quite some time. And second, there was only one way in and out of here. There was only a single road. Anyway, we drove up the little jeep trail for about three to four miles. We finally got up to where we were going to hunt, and we were very remote. And I mean very remote. So we both stepped out of the jeep. The first thing we heard was an elk cow. Mew, or whatever. But it was wrong. It sounded distorted and raspy. The creepiest part is I've hunted in that canyon for all of my life, and I've never even seen an elk in there. But we both just kind of brushed it off and figured, I guess that there could be an elk in here, and I guess there have been stranger things in the world, right? But as we continued along the trail, we made a horrifying discovery. There were what looked like to be infant foot tracks in the snow. Not a child's footprint, but like a newborn human barefoot. At this point, I knew something was very wrong. Why the heck would there be a baby up here, all alone in three feet plus of snow? And how could they even walk in this much snow? How could they even walk without snow? I think the weirdest part was is I was oddly compelled to continue along, following the tracks to try to help anyone who might be up there. We continued walking, all the time in absolute horror about what we might find just ten steps up the trail. Now, it is important to note that these were like fresh tracks, not like a week old or anything like that. It looked like whatever had made them had done it just a few minutes before us. We continued hiking through cliff faces and very steep and dark pine tree slopes for what felt like hours. Now, I know this is going to sound cliche, but I think the worst and most unnerving part was just how empty the woods were. They just seemed to be absent of all life. Anyways... We hiked for what seemed like forever, when we finally reached a sagebrush clearing and the footsteps kept going. But at this point it was getting kind of dark and I had a very uneasy feeling, so we decided to turn around. We made it back to the car and started hearing squirrels chirping about 200 yards away down in a very deep and dark valley where the trees cancel out all the sunlight. And because at this point the trip seemed like we were going to get skunked, we followed the chirping. We had gone about 300 yards into the trees. It was obvious the church were just drawing us further and further into the woods fairly quickly, though, because there were no signs of any squirrel. It continued calling, and at this point, it was all but dark. At that point, though, I noticed something. I saw what looked like a tall, slender, hairy, mangled-looking creature. As it was walking, it became very obvious that this was no earthly creature. Its knees bent backward, if you were to picture a deer's legs, but just upside down. It was walking bipedal, but very wrong, almost like it didn't know how to walk. I was only able to see it for around 30 seconds before it disappeared around a bend inside of an old, dried-up riverbank. And at that moment, I was sure that it hadn't seen us, and that we needed to leave. So we snuck back to the jeep as fast and as quiet as we could, loaded everything up, and got the hell out of there. When we were leaving, I swear I heard a gut-wrenching scream, and I can just say that I will never forget this ever. I don't know what it is. I swear I got a glimpse of it running parallel to the jeep. I'm pretty sure it does come into that not-deer-skimwalker territory, but I, I, I really wouldn't know. It keeps me awake at night to this day, and I haven't been hunting since.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true hunting horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to give this a like on YouTube as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it, and that helps the swamp grow. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please be sure to give us a 5-star rating over there as it's really, really helpful. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Be sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode, as I upload them nearly every single day and all things natural and supernatural. If you're on the go but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories and download them and bring them with you wherever you go, you can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story was your favorite tonight. I know it's very hard to pick, but when you let me know in the comments, it helps me pick better stories for the future. If you want to support The Swamp outside of hitting that like button, subscribing, and leaving me a comment down below, maybe check out the merch store. I've got t-shirts, hoodies, face masks, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool Swamp threads. Thank you guys, as always, for supporting The Swamp the way you do. I couldn't do this on a daily basis without you all. Definitely join me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I will see all of you very soon with another creepy episode. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.